Hey legends, welcome to a new episode of Scheme Me Up Body. I am your host, Rodney Stewart. We're getting into the original series of Star Trek once more. This is episode 5 of season 1 at Is the Enemy Within. So guys, this episode is... It's great. It's absolutely fantastic. I love this episode so much. Um, great little story. And uh, I think it's more to do with William Shatner's acting in this because he's he's playing a dual role in this episode. After a transporter accident splits him in half, essentially duplicates him, and one side of him is good, but he's indecisive and ineffectual, and the other is evil, impulsive and irrational, it's like taking the good side and the bad side, and just you know, one person being two, and just the complexities of that in this episode is fantastic, but uh, some of the, the acting that Shatner does in this episode as the evil version is, I don't want to say cheesy, it works, but there's a few moments there where at a point in the episode the evil version of Kirk hears the good version of Kirk on the intercom on the Enterprise, you know, warning the crew that there's an intruder on the ship that looks like him. And the evil Kirk goes off and one starts wrecking the office that he's in and he's screaming, I'm Captain Kirk, I'm Captain Kirk and there's just some ways that he does that where you know it made me giggle slightly, I'm not gonna lie, but that's a great, great episode. At the beginning, basically, uh, the Enterprise is on a geological exploration of a planet called Alpha 177. And uh, a technician, uh, Fisher, is injured after a fall. And he's transported back aboard the Enterprise. Uh, Lou Scotty has some trouble with the transporter. The transporter equipment appears to be fine, but he notices some magnetic dust from the ore samples that Fisher fell into on the planet as uh, uniforms covered and all this sort of stuff and Scotty tells him to go and get it decontaminated but he checks through the transporter and uh, everything seems fine and he gets the call over the the communicator from Captain Kirk he's on the surface at this point and he says he's ready to return to the ship so Scotty running a few checks on the transporter and seems to be working out fine at this point so he transports Kirk back aboard Enterprise and when Kirk appears he's kind of disorientated and he's a little bit uneasy in his feet so Scotty decides he's going to help him to get to his quarters you know and it's like okay you know the transporter will be okay I'll be back very very quickly but as the doors close behind Kirk and Scotty, the transporter, materialises another version of Captain Kirk, and this is the evil one, and he goes on a rampage throughout the Enterprise. Um, that's, that's great, I enjoyed this episode so much, I actually enjoyed it that much after I recorded this episode, I'm going to go watch it again. <laughs> so, uh, Scott insists on beaming a dog-like animal specimen from the planet. Uh, but two identical creatures materialize, and this is where they discover you one's completely docile, 
easy handled and the other one is vicious they have to cage it up Scott surmises that the ore dust has caused the transporter to split the personalities of those they beam up creating good and evil counterparts Scott uh, Scotty or body as this podcast would say uh, Scotty reports this to Spock and then orders the transporter taken out of service to investigate Stratton the landing party on the planet and the bitterly cold night sets and like this planet drop well into the minus hundreds at night and uh, Sulu and a few other crew members are stuck on the planet that they get the transporter fixed again they can't risk bringing them back up but at the same time it's a waiting game if they don't get them up soon they're all going to die on the surface so it's a race against time as well to get this situation sorted um, elsewhere on the ship the good Kirk begins to feel uncertain and he starts to struggle with making decisions the evil Kirk uh, in a drunken state after going and threatening Dr. McCoy uh, grabs a big bottle of booze out of the sick bay and he sexually assaults human Janice Rand and her quarters and uh, you know something you're not expecting from Star Trek but it happened you know this was back in the 60s you know it was like uh, you know PC culture wasn't then what it is now uh, but she fights him off successfully she scratches his face with her fingernails uh, Fisher who at the beginning of the episode as we say you know, fell got this dust on him he witnesses uh, Kirk attacking evil Kirk attacking Rand and call security but the evil Kirk attacks and knocks him out and uh, human Rand reports the incident to the bridge and the good Kirk orders the crew to capture the evil Kirk but as Spock's advice he keeps the fact that they're the Kirk that they're after is his evil half a se- you know they're trying to keep this as a secret so as not to weaken the crew's faith in him you know, Spock tells him you know as the captain you can't be anything less than perfect in the eyes of your crew you know they'll lose faith in you and if they lose faith you're going to lose command that sort of thing they're not going to take you seriously unless you have that get up and go that you normally have but right now you know it's just as Kirk's ability to make the simplest little decision is almost impossible at this point and uh, you know as the episode progresses this gets worse and worse the crew are instead told of an imposter recognisable by scratches on his cheek you know there's a few plot holes in the script on all fairness you know see a guy with scratches on the cheek and you're just like here that guy looks like Captain Kirk you know, it's, people aren't that stupid. <laughs> but that's it's an enjoyable episode. Uh, the evil Kirk hears this announcement and he uses some makeup to mask his injury. And he secures a phaser from a security officer before going and hiding in the engineering section. Uh, the good Kirk put himself in the shoes. Uh, you know, what would he do if he was trying to hide? And, you know, he. The good Kirk figures out that the evil Kirk, like himself, would be hiding in the lower sections of the ship, down in engineering, 
where hopefully nobody will find him. Uh, Spock and Kirk go to engineering to try and find the evil Kirk. They successfully do that, and they the two Kirks have a scuffle. And Spock disables the evil Kirk with the the Vulcan neck pinch, uh, and well the nerve pinch, which is more. Well, it's kind of hard to say which is the more popular version of it. You know, I have always called it the neck punch, but a lot of people call it the nerve pinch. But anyway, they, these two guys are face to face, and uh, the orders on board the ship was, you know, they, they can't kill this imposter because it's basically there's a good Kirk and an evil Kirk. They're two separate people, but they're the same person. And if they kill one, you know, they're going to kill the other. They have to take him. Uh, as peacefully as they can so everybody's phasers are on the stun setting and uh, the good Kirk is trying to talk the evil Kirk down slightly and uh, the evil Kirk's like you know I don't need you you might need me but I don't need you and he tries to actually shoot Kirk but before he gets a chance to take him properly Spock appears neck pinch out cold, the phaser blast takes a chunk out of the wall. The the phaser would have killed the good Kirk on the spot. Uh, Spock and McCoy recognise that both Kirks they're mentally deteriorating and they must find a way to reverse the transporter accident to save the two of them as well as the landing party. Uh, Spock and Scotty use power from the, the ship's impulse drive to reverse the transporter and they take the the dog that was transported earlier the dogs well when I say dog it's a native to this planet so uh, it's a dog and a lot of makeup <laughs> so we've got one nice docile dog you know no problems with it whatsoever the other one would eat your face as quick as it would look at you so there's a, there's a moment where Scotty has to wrestle this dog down while Spock tranquilizes it, knocks it out, puts it to sleep, and they, they put the two dogs on the transporter pad, and they try the the reversal to try and get the the two halves to become one again. So the transporter switches on, the two dogs disappear, and when they bring them back, uh, the dog is dead, and. Uh, uh, it's not good. There's a, a dog death in this episode. So, spoilers if you're uh, an animal lover, you know, maybe a, a sore spot for you. Uh, Spock suggests that the, the dog died because its animal brain couldn't handle the stress of its two halves being reintegrated. Uh, so, Kirk will be able to survive the same procedure. And, uh, you know, McCoy insists they take they can't take the risk that the death was caused by an ongoing transporter malfunction. Um, you know, there's a point in the episode where the good Kirk now almost completely unable to make a rational decision for himself is sitting in sick bay and he's got Spock on the one side telling him, Okay, look, Captain this is what you're going to have to do and we need to do it now we can't wait 
and McCoy isn't on the other side and he's going at Kirk and he's telling him, you know, why you can't risk yourself, you know, think of the bigger picture here, you know, uh, you're the captain of the ship, you can't risk your life, um, you know, McCoy's almost making the, the argument that the Latin party, you know, the lives are important, but the captain outranks these guys, you know, if it comes to the crunch, the captain is going to have to probably put himself ahead of these guys. But Kirk doesn't want to do that. So, uh, And Spock finally just tells him, look, the guys are on the surface. You know, if we don't do this now, they die. And uh, Kirk makes a decision to do it. Uh, the land party, they're almost dead from hypothermia. The good Kirk, he decides, okay, we're going to take the gamble on the procedure rather than wait for the autopsy of the creature that's what mccoy was looking just give me a bit of time finish this autopsy discover what actually killed the animal i don't know if it was fear of it not understanding or whatever it was you know until we get the results back we're not going to know so kirk on his own now with the evil kirk uh tells him you know you, you at this point, the evil Kirk is strapped down to one of the beds in the sick bay, and the good Kirk's like, "No, we have to do this." And he loosens the restraints, lets him get up off the bed, but he has a phaser on him. I have to do this. We have to do this. We're going to go and do it now. The evil Kirk uh, telling him, "You know, I'm not going to fight you anymore. Let's go do this sort of thing." But you know. Long. Good Kirk and their false sense of security then attacks him. And uh, yes, he makes his way to the bridge uh, before stopping with Creamin Rand once more. This time, pretending to be the good Kirk, and he tries to make a date with her later on to explain what happened. And you know, he tells her this is the first time she's hearing the news that they. Captain Kirk was split into two halves, one good, one evil. So the evil one, pretending to be the good one, explains the situation to Rand, saying that he's a good one, but he's actually the evil one. If you're keeping up with us here, you're an absolute genius, because I've lost track about 10, 10 20 seconds ago. Uh, so she agrees, uh, reluctantly, this is the captain of the Enterprise, after all. If you can hear noises in the background of this podcast, there is about 15 birds on the roof of the house right now and it's, it's they're going crazy outside like oh, they're really putting me off here if you do hear that apologies and if you you can't hear it i'm talking absolute nonsense for absolutely no reason whatsoever other than losing my <laughs> my part in the or my place in the notes here yes uh Rand reluctantly agrees to meeting Kirk later on. Uh, that's the captain. She's, she's afraid to say no to him in a way. So uh, the evil Kirk goes to the bridge and uh, he tells the the crew to you know prepare to leave orbit. Uh, the crew's like, what? What do you mean leave orbit? You know, the guys are still on the surface and the evil Kirk is like, they can't be saved. We're leaving. That's the end of it. And Spock on the bridge now, he tries to intervene. He's like, you know, I thought we agreed to do 
this, that, and the other, and Kirk's like, you know, I'm the captain, do your tool sort of thing, get back to your, your station, so, uh, before anything can happen, the, the doors of the turbo left open up, and McCoy, along with the good Kirk, step out onto the bridge, and then we have the, the moment, uh, you know, every episode where there's a double of a person, there's always a, a point where the good version and the evil version are trying to convince everybody that the the, the other one is the opposite. You know, like, I'm Captain Kirk. No, I'm Captain Kirk. I'm Buzz Lightyear. No, I'm Buzz Lightyear. Oh, sorry, couldn't resist that one. Uh, so we have that at the end of the episode. But, you know, nobody's stupid. Uh, Spock has it figured out straight away. This... Captain Kirk got to the bridge first is making swift, quick decisions. Uh, the good Captain Kirk now isn't able to do that. But Kirk, uh, good Kirk, steps in and, and Spock, realising what has to happen here, is like, we'll let the captain sort this out. So he holds back McCoy and the rest of the bridge crew and he lets the two Kirks face off one last time on the bridge and it's the it's a moment where the, the two halves come to the mutual decision that they have to do this, they have to go through the transporter and the the evil version also showed that he was really scared and you know at the end he's he's crying that he wants to live. I wanna live, I wanna live and you know, he, he falls on the good Kirk's arms. So they get under the transporter. At the end, good Kirk holding the the evil Kirk in his arms. And uh, I don't know. That's weird. There's a bit of a tender moment between the two of them. Just before the transporter goes off. And, you know, Kirk is, you know, it's obviously a body double. You know, I guess in they're not twins uh, the body double stuff doesn't really work in the episode of times but there's there's a way that Kirk is holding the evil Kirk and his arms at the end of it and he's it's not, as a, it's not like he's just holding them up you you see his his thumb moving ever so slightly like an, a loving caress on the evil version of himself um, it's like he's just reached a point where he's at peace with what he has to do at the end of the episode, so they fire up the transporter, and of course, it works, and uh, the two evil Kirks disappear, and the one revitalized version of Kirk reappears. And yes, it has worked, and Kirk gives the order: get those guys off the surface. So they are in a bad shape with hypothermia at the end of the episode, and. Uh, McCoy is like, you know, they'll pull through, okay? And, uh, are you okay, Captain? And he's like, yeah, spot on, <laughs> more or less. And we get to the, the end of the episode on the bridge, and Janice Rand is on the bridge, and she has a moment with Kirk, and tells him that she understands now everything that went on. And, uh, you know, because she was accusing the good Kirk earlier on in the episode of the the sexual attack on her. But then the evil Kirk 
let the good Kirk off the, the hook by telling her what had happened. So uh, at this point, uh, she comes up to try and explain. And, and it's not as if she really owes him an apology for what happened. But uh, she tries to mend the fences there. And you know, they have a little moment at the end of the episode. And Kirk, as himself again, back onto the the captain's chair, gives the order to leave orbit and we close out the episode there. I enjoyed this one so, so much. That's uh, a great, great little episode. That's... <sighs> I don't know what it is, but you know this show really doesn't feel as old as what it is. Like the the, the first uh, airing date of this episode was October sixth, nineteen sixty six, and honestly, it really doesn't feel that old. You know, you know the set designs and the costumes and whatnot. It does scream out sixties, to be fair, but. Uh, I don't know. It's just a, a show that defies time in my eyes. Um, you know, the, the updated visual effects of it play a big, big part of that. But it's just, it's it's good. It's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And uh, the next episode in this run, going by memory, I think is Mud's Woman. Which is a... Which is a a fun, fun episode as well. So that's going to do it for this podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And I didn't trip over my words too much. I know there's a part on there where I was going back and forth between good and evil Kirk, this, that and the other. And just uh, I confused myself at one point. So if you're confused, you're right. I'm right there with you guys. I really, really am. Uh, next episode on the podcast is going to be another chat about uh, Star Trek Picard. We're going to be bouncing back and forth between the classic Star Trek and the, the the new Star Trek stuff. So Tuesdays will be newer Star Trek, as in Picard, uh, Discovery, you, you know, Lower Decks. I'm kind of not looking forward to getting into that. I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. Uh, I haven't seen much beyond the trailer, to be fair. But uh, Thursdays is going to be the classic stuff, as in, you know, the original series, The Next Generation, Voyager. It's really weird to me to uh, describe The Next Generation and Voyager and DS9 and Enterprise and all that stuff as, like, the classic Star Trek. And that's just what it is now. We're at the point Star Trek has been relaunched through the Picard show. Discovery. Uh, I'm, I am looking forward to Strange New Worlds, to be fair. But uh, Next Generation and DS9 and Voyager, you know, just that doesn't seem that long ago that those shows were coming out. Uh, I sometimes forget I'm as old as I am at this point. I'm 42 years old as of the recording of this podcast, and I still feel like I'm. 17 or 18 years old uh, hmm. that's going to do it guys uh, until the next episode stay safe and uh, I'll talk to you then this has been a production of Coins Edge Media thank you so much for listening